2: Come seek the Royal Caribbean. Ships Registry, Bahamas.
0: Steve Palazzolo on the Out of Bound Show, ESPN 1059 The Zone, brought to you by delicious Patron Anejo, 100% Blue Agave Super Premium Tequila. Uh, a little Patron Anejo and Topo Chico with a, I don't know, a lemon or an orange, or just on the rocks with an orange. Um, Patron Anejo, you can find it at Briarwood Wine and Spirits, among other wine and spirit stores. This is ESPN 1059 The Zone. Big weekend in the NFL. I feel like I say that every weekend. But big weekend in the NFL, we bring on NFL Insider. Uh, He's got the podcast. They're doing all kinds of cool things. Pro Football Focus, PFF.com. Steve Palazzolo on the Farm Bureau Insurance Guest Line. Steve, miserable weekend for my Dallas Cowboys and Dak Prescott. We got to flush it and turn the page. Um and get ready for the Miami Dolphins. These are two tough back-to-back road games against the Bills and the Dolphins. Bills had everything to play for. Cowboys had already punched their ticket with the Falcons' loss. However, real quick, um, should I be really, really concerned about the way that the Cowboys played last weekend?
1: Cowboys did it again, man. Tough to figure out when they're just going to lay an egg. I mean I- – I think for most of the season, my concern with the Cowboys was, okay, can they beat a good team? And then they beat the Eagles. They did it at home. And now the big concern is going to be, can they win on the road where they're almost, you know, most likely going to have to go unless the Eagles completely collapse. Dallas is going to have to win some road games. So can they beat good teams on the road? I think is, is a fair question. And when are they going to have these, these games where they just look overwhelmed, right? For for the last, two seasons plus the Cowboys have been a team that, you know, I think play for player is as good as any team in the NFL and they'll dominate teams and they'll, they'll win games that they should and win by a lot. And then there's other games where they just get run out of the building. So I think that's, that's like the bigger question for Dallas. And it is just fascinating because it's not just one thing. Like everything was bad for the Cowboys the other day. Um, Dak has three games that are just disastrous this year. But other than that, he's played elite. You know, I mean, I I don't think I've ever seen a wider array of games than what, than what Dak has played. Um, You know, if you take out three, it's one of the best seasons of all time. If you include the three, you know, he's right back down to earth. So, you know, I think it's just trying to, it's trying to say, can the Cowboys now show that they can win these big games on the road? Um, The Dolphins are a similar team that has similar questions, right? Can they win big games? Can they beat good teams? So, Makes for a fascinating matchup moving forward
0: here. Okay, Steve Palazzolo on the Farm Bureau Insurance guest line. I I, I thought the Bills bullied the Cowboys defense, and that if you want to pin your ears back and run over them, that you can. I feel like they do a bunch of flashy stuff, and and they got you know, and they'll they'll go over these big games with all these turnovers, uh, and that's somewhat of an anomaly. Uh, but when teams really want to get after them, they can't, and they almost look soft. But what do the numbers tell us about that Cowboys defense in a game like that, Steve?
1: I mean, in that, yeah, I mean, obviously in that game, the Cowboys, I mean, the, the Bills won up front. I, I think there were a few things that caught up to them. Um, they were a little bit lighter up front. They, they drafted, and look, Dallas, Dallas has had a multi year issue with stopping the run. It's why they drafted Mozzie Smith as a defensive tackle out of Michigan in the first round. Because they said, we don't want to have those games. We need to have a big run stuffer in the middle, take on two blockers, free up our linebackers, the whole deal. And Mozzie Smith just hasn't been that guy so far. And that happens a lot of times. If you're talking about a, a run stuffing nose tackle, they don't always hit the ground running. Um, so it might not be immediate, but he's not ready. They were missing Jonathan Hankins, the, the 330 pound other nose tackle that, you know, the defense is better from a run defense standpoint when, when Hankins is out there. Um, they got Marquise Bell. Two hundred five pounds playing linebacker because of Leighton Vander injury. So I think a lot of things just kind of caught up to the Cowboys in this particular game. They did get beat up up front, but it wasn't just when when a team runs for two fifty or whatever it was. A lot of people blame the trenches. I mean, the the, the secondary, the back seven didn't tackle very well no, uh, on on, uh, on James Cook. Right, it, this is a full team effort here, and the Bills' defense did play great. I mean, the Bills played a, an excellent game top to bottom, um, but yeah, I think the Cowboys. In past years, and in a game like this, when they go up against uh, a really good run, uh, running team, and the Bills are a really effective running team. They've just gotten away from it at times. But when the Cowboys go up against those teams, they have shown that they can be susceptible to teams that, that do like to pound the rock.
0: Okay, well, to me, that's where you win in January a lot of times. That that the game shifts uh, in a... In, you know, it shifts to a more physical... Obviously, the corners and the DBs get a lot more physical in January. But same thing as far as the defensive side of the football. And if they're light up front, especially in the interior, I don't think that bodes well, Steve, because the Eagles and 49ers can play smash-mouth football and have more than one option running the football. How do you see it?
1: Yeah, I mean, on paper, I, like, it, it, does, it doesn't seem like a great matchup. I think what they... The thing about stopping the run is it's 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 often about just a numbers game and committing more bodies to the run. And obviously, defenses are always trying to stop the run with as few bodies in the box as possible. Which you know because it expands your ability to, to cover. Um, if Dallas has to go, you know, single high and eight eight man in the box, you know that does leave them a little susceptible. With Deron Bland, I, I trust Stephon Gilmore a little bit more on the outside, but it does put a little more pressure on those guys on the outside they can they can stop the run if they want to as it's always how i've how i've looked at it you just do it by committing more bodies but it just leaves you open elsewhere so yeah i think dallas has to get better in that in those areas for those matchups and i think that's a part of the reason why they're not a great matchup for the 49ers that and the, the quick release of the shanahan passing attack um i think dallas has shown that they can at least hang with philadelphia in their style but yeah i mean it's not it's definitely something that they're going to want to up heading into the playoffs and maybe having Jonathan Hankins back a defensive tackle is, is is all they need because they do have much different numbers when he's out there.
0: Steve Palazzolo, NFL insider on the show, brought to you by delicious Patron Añejo, super premium tequila. Okay, when you – you told us a couple of months ago, Bo, the, the majority of sacks are on the quarterback because he holds it too long Uh, offensive lines just can't block and block and block. And it, it made sense and, and so on. But when Dak was sacked and, and pressured all night, was the majority of it on Dak not getting rid of the football, Steve?
1: No, I think the offensive line got beaten up. I mean, look, when I said, I mean, that's sacked like over time. It's on the quarterback. Obviously there are examples where it, uh, it, it's on the offensive line as well, but I, I think the underrated part of it is what's happening in the secondary. You know, if if the first read is open for a quarterback, very and he's looking at that first read properly, very rarely is he going to get sacked. So that so the receivers also have a lot to do with uh, sack total. And so I think it was just a. I thought Buffalo did a really nice job of of playing downhill. They gave Dallas no yards after the catch opportunities. You know, if you're watching the game, you probably said to yourself, man, it feels like Dallas has nowhere to run. As soon as they catch the ball, they get tackled. I mean, that's what it felt like, and that's what it looked like. Um, and that's what the numbers showed. So I think Buffalo's secondary just did a really nice job as well. Zach would get to the top of his drop. First read wasn't necessarily there. And the pass rush was pre- pretty good. And I think Buffalo did a nice job of attacking the the Cowboys' pass protection schemes. Uh, of course, Zach Martin was was banged up, and you know that's an issue um, at right guard. So I think it all just kind of added up. To Buffalo was rushing well; they were covering well, and Dallas just didn't have that quick answer to get rid of the ball. And if you don't, if you as you're trying to get to redo, the pass protection is not holding up. Yeah, you're going to have you're going to have those negative plays.
0: All right, let's look to this weekend, Dallas-Miami. What does Dallas have – looking at Miami's strengths, and Mike McDaniel is, I think, developing into a heck of a coach, and he's a Shanahan guy. Uh, What does Dallas have to do – the weather shouldn't be bad. What does Dallas have to do to go on the road and beat the Dolphins?
1: Oh, man. I mean, Miami can win in multiple ways. They're – obviously the passing attack and Tyree killed it's the flashiest passing attack in the league up there with the Niners, same scheme. But the run game for Miami has been fantastic. Now they've had some games where they've been slowed down and averaged two and a half per carry, but Miami does a really good job of steaming it up and getting all of their fast players into space. That's their running attack. They're not going to necessarily run downhill. They're going to get Raheem Mostert out on the edge. And of course the receivers out on the edge in space, in space in the secondary. So the the tackling that I mentioned with with Buffalo, it it is, you know, it's an upfront game as well, but the tackling against Buffalo where James Cook was making guys miss at the second level and turning, you know, five yards into 15 or 20, that's where you have to play well against Miami because they will get those guys in space. They will use a ton of motion and misdirection, and they'll get know Raheem Mostert was a track star. I know he's in his 30s, but he he ran 4-3. You know, they are all fast. Uh, De- Devin A. Chan. I mean, they're all fast in Miami. So, you have to be able to tackle in space. You have to be able to stop the running game. And then, you know, some teams have slowed down Tyreek Hill. I think the Chiefs actually did the best job where maybe you press a little bit, put a safety over the top. It opens up things for other receivers, but take away to his first read. It, it, this is um when when you say that, it's like, uh, I always say that's not really a strategy. It's kind of like a prayer. Just like uh getting pressure with your front four. I don't think that's a strategy because it, it involves you <laughs> being good, right? Um, but if you can take away Tua's first read, it's not that he can't get to other reads. It just makes him pause just a little bit in the pocket, and maybe he'll force, he'll force one. Tua will force one or two per game, and Dallas has been great at forcing turnovers, as we know. You have to catch those. He'll throw one or two to the defense. Make sure you catch it. Make sure that becomes a turnover and that gives you a shot. Because I think it's all about slowing down that Miami offense. And I haven't talked about Miami's defense, which has been great recently. They've been fantastic. A lot of it's because they haven't played great quarterbacks, but they have been excellent during the second half of the season. So it should be an awesome game, I think, Cowboys-Dolphins.
0: All right, so how do you balance that, though? You just mentioned the Dolphins are playing super defense, and they are, but they're not playing good QBs. How, how do you balance With
1: caution. You
0: know,
1: With caution. I okay. mean, like, we've studied this numerically and everything in and, um, the biggest driver for good defenses is the offenses that they play. And I know like if I, if I said that to a football coach or a defensive coach in particular, they would probably want to punch me uh, because yeah, you could play good defense. You could play fundamentally sound or whatever. But when you look at actual production, obviously there's a difference between playing Patrick Mahomes and the chiefs or Aiden O'Connell and the Raiders as a you know mid round rookie. There's a difference there. Um, and so so who you play absolutely matters when it comes to defensive performance. Now, all that said, again, I think Miami's doing a great job. They're rushing the passer much better than they were earlier in the season when Jalen Ramsey's back and healthy. He is a playmaker on the back end. So they've got talent at all levels. Uh, so it doesn't mean, you know, they're going to throw a shutout out again like they did. I mean, they played the Jets last week with a concussed Zach Wilson and then Trevor Simeon coming in. That's going to, you know, the fact right. that they gave up no points. That's largely driven by the Jets offense, but Miami also is playing very good defense. They don't give up big explosive plays. So for Dallas, you have to, when you face a Vic Fangio defense, you have to be patient, take your time, dink and dunk, and then take your shots when needed. That actually does mesh. I think that's Zach's game is to be able to do that and play that patient game. So I actually like the matchup with Miami's defense and think they'll have more success than other QBs have had in, in recent weeks.
0: Okay, Steve Palazzolo, Pro Football Focus, pff.com. It's almost a pick of Miami minus one and a half. Who do you think wins?
1: Man, I mean, I've been waiting for this game for a while. Dallas's end-of-the-year stretch. I'll, I'll take the Cowboys to do it. I think there's, I think they've had a history of, of laying an egg and then coming back. Um, it's not good for the shouty shows, Bo. It's not good because <laughs> we like to instantly react and then forget that seven days later, it could be, can look completely different. Right. And so I'm going to say it looks completely different for Dallas. They've they've done this three times this year, had a horrendous effort, gotten whooped, and then they come back and they're fine. right? As soon as you think, well, the wheels are falling off, the wheels don't fall off. So I'll say Dallas comes back, wins this game. Miami's got a tough stretch, too, to try to get that one or two seed. Um, so I'll say the Cowboys pull the upset here, if, if it's even an upset. You're right, it's, it is pretty much a pick'em.
0: them how, how do... How does Dallas pull at the Bills, at the Dolphins, you know, the Lions, at the Commanders? Have you looked at the Eagles? They go Giants, Arizona Giants. How does that happen, Yeah, but
1: did you see the Eagles stretch in the middle of the season? No, I forgot about it. So they just switch. It's almost like they just switched, right? While Dallas was in the middle of beating up on Cupcake and Dak was putting up those nice numbers, Philadelphia was going – Sorry. Philadelphia was going chief. Uh, they had the Cowboys, chief. Um, who else? They had the Dolphins in there, too. The Bills, Cowboys again. The, like The Eagles had a stretch, man. So now they get to take a little breather. But the Eagles had a rough stretch. They just kind of slipped with Dallas. It is fascinating how the schedules work this year. There's been a couple teams. Uh, they had the Niners in there, too, the Eagles. Um, they, there's been a couple teams that have had these – stretches of three four five games that have just been like all juggernauts and it's just interesting how that's all broken out this year
0: are you when you look at the ravens and the 49ers are, are those the two teams that you have going to the they play on monday night are those the two teams that you have going to the super not before the season but right now
1: yeah i mean i think they look like the two best teams it's going to be fascinating too coming out of that you know one of the teams is going to win and you are going to say oh they were you know, the Niners are overrated or the Ravens are overrated or whatever it might be. Right. I almost wish we would just, you know, save this one for the playoffs. Um, but there's a lot on the line here. Number one seed for both teams. And, yeah, I think obviously the, the Niners, I think, are everybody's top team as far as they look like a juggernaut, great in all phases, dominant on both sides of the ball. And then Baltimore is that team that just does enough to win. That Baltimore has led, has had a lead with, with two minutes left in the fourth quarter, in every game. And they've still managed to lose three of them. But they have been right there in every single game. And it's not always in dominant fashion, but it's like, hey, we can run out the clock because we have Lamar, we have a good running game. They have a more versatile passing attack. The defense is really good in Baltimore. So it's going to be an awesome matchup. Great way to finish off Christmas night. Can't wait to see that Ravens defense against the 49ers offense. Because the Ravens D has been fantastic this year. And the Niners haven't been stopped since the buy. So something's got to give Monday night. At Evernorth Health Services, we believe costs shouldn't get in the way of life-changing care. And we're doing everything in our power to make it possible. Behavioral health solutions that also keep your projections at their best? It's possible. Pharmacy benefits that benefit your bottom line? It's possible. Complex specialty care that cares about your ROI? It's possible. Because we're already doing it.
0: All while saving businesses billions.
1: What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. With
0: Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere.
1: This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky.
0: Play for free at LuckyLandsLots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18-plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Um, who's playing the bet? Where does Lamar rank this year in, your, in the pro football focus QB ratings?
1: I don't have the rankings right in front of me. He's somewhere in the top six to eight by our grading. Um, it was just like even on just Sunday night, my boss, you know, Chris is raving about what he did. And I think you just saw there are a handful of plays where Lamar's making it happen. And at the end of the day, the efficiency wasn't necessarily there for that game, but it's like a quiet 90 yards on the ground. It's, it's at times when they need to run out the clock. And when they need to, that's the thing, when the Ravens get a lead and they need to run out the clock, as long as they don't turn it over, you know, Lamar's going to pick up five or six. And then, you know, the the running backs have more space because of him. So his performance has been good, not near his MVP caliber season of 2019. He's been good, maybe his second-best season overall. But then it's it's everything that Lamar brings to the offense because he opens up the run game. He opens up the pass game because of his uh, mobility. And I think he just makes everything better in Baltimore. And it's tough to even capture that, even in our numbers, that do a pretty good job, I would say, of isolating performance for players it doesn't completely capture what Lamar opens up for the rest of that offense in Baltimore.
0: What do you see in the Philadelphia Eagles offense? Is it time to panic or no, Bo, it's not a big deal. They'll, they'll get it ironed out.
1: Man, I've been describing them as lethargic all year. And you know, something has been off. It's almost like they'll have drives where they look unstoppable and then drives where they just can't get out of their own way. And it looks terrible. And I think it all just caught up to them. I think, them sleep, feeling like they were sleepwalking through certain games this year was just them being very inconsistent. There's just no flow to that offense. When I would describe the Eagles last year, I, used, I said this probably a million times on this show, they have so many different ways to win, right? They would have games where A.J. Brown took over, they would have games where they didn't even have to throw it to A.J. Brown because the run game was so good, or Devontae Smith was so good, and A.J. Brown was just a decoy. There's just no flow or rhythm to that offense because they have all the same pieces when Dallas Goddard is back, working in the middle of the field at tight end Devontae Smith, AJ Brown on the outside. I do think Jalen hurts has played hurt this year and just looks a little slower working through his reads. It's a little bit uh, longer progressing passes that are, uh, you know, high risk, high uh, lower percentage. We'll say downfield passes from hurts. It's just odd, and, I, and, it, and then, but when they get into third and fourth and short, short you know they're going to pick it up, and that's going to keep them on schedule. It's just this fascinating thing where they think they have so much more there, and they could play much better, but they're just not. And I don't know if it's a play-calling thing, if it's Hurts being hurt. There's a rhythm that they need to find, and they, it's, it's just been really inconsistent this year. It's really tough to pinpoint exactly, except it, it doesn't look right. It hasn't looked right, and it's just started to really catch up to them as they've played some better teams.
0: Steve Palazzolo on the Farm Bureau Insurance guest line. What about my guy from Brandon, Mississippi, Gardner Minshew? Um, how's he been playing, according to PFF?
1: So better than he was earlier in the year. It's it's interesting because early in the year I thought he was he was throwing the ball to the defense a ton, putting the ball on the turf, um, turnover worthy plays. That's the, the staff that we use. Um, which is a better indicator than actual interceptions because it's, you know, like what are you actually doing with the ball? He's cut down on the turnover-worthy plays over the last few weeks. Played a good game against Pittsburgh last Saturday. Um, I thought Minshew, I think who deserves credit a ton is, is Shane Steichen, new head coach in Indianapolis. You know, if he was doing this with Anthony Richardson, there'd be a lot of hype for Steichen and, you know, coach of the year probably, you know, discussion at least because he, he shows up in Indy. And they were a disaster last year. Remember, they were hiring ESPN analysts in the middle of the season last year in Indianapolis. Jo- Jeff Saturday, high school coach. That's plus still ESPN incredible. Analyst. It is. It makes no sense. But they're sitting here in the middle of the playoff picture with a backup quarterback. It's Minshew. But Minshew's giving guys opportunities to make plays down the field. Michael Pittman. You know, so, overall, I think he's playing well. But the Colts have done a great job. They've had some games where the front four has really done a great, nice job winning. The offensive line, they got that back on track after it was a train wreck last year. So I think India is a, overall uh, doing a nice job. Shane Steichen's doing a nice job calling plays. He's calling a lot of stuff that he would for Anthony Richardson, and Minshew's executing it, which is awesome. And so, yeah, they're right there in the mix in the AFC South and impressed with what Minshew's been doing these last few weeks.
0: Me too. Me too. That's exciting for him. Good for him. He's an absolute grinder and just getting better. I love to hear that from you, that uh, his plays, uh, baby steps, getting better, and we'll see what the Colts do down the stretch. That'd be a great story, Steve, if they do this, you know?
1: Well, I've I've said to you in the past, you know, Minshew would be the guy that I want on my team as my backup because I feel like, you know, there's probably eight or ten backups in the league that can go on one of these runs more than just like a four-game stretch, but like, can you go on an 8, 10, 12, 14-game stretch as a backup and look like a starter? I think Minshew is one of those guys that's that's capable. Um, Again, he's had some some luck in there where he's gone away with some stuff, but, yeah, overall, he's a guy that can let my playmakers make plays and work behind that offensive line, and, yeah, he's done a nice job of that.
0: Steve Palazzolo, Pro Football Focus, PFF.com. Steve, thank you, bud. We appreciate it. We'll talk to you in two weeks.
1: All righty. Sounds good. Thank you.
0: Steve Palazzolo on the Out of Bounds Show, brought to you by Patron Añejo, 100% Blue Agave. Agave? Super premium tequila. We are ESPN 105.9 The Zone. That's chumbacasino.com.
1: No purchase necessary. BTW group prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.
0: Sick of being upsold at gyms?
1: My guy, you're currently a base member.
0: For $90 more, I can upgrade you to our Shred membership. For $130 more, you'll be a
1: swole member. And for just $300 more, you'll reach Sweat Platinum. At Planet Fitness, you'll get energy without the upsell. Never pushy, always free fitness training and equipment for every workout. It's fitness that fits your budget. Join Planet Fitness for just $1 down and $10 a month. Cancel anytime. Deal ends Friday, May 10th. See Home Club for details.
0: Lucky Land Casino asking people, "What's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky?" Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess. Ah, in my dentist's office.